I'm here with Michael Lang, who is putting on Woodstock 50. Can you talk about the experience of this festival? So the way it's kind of laid out is there are three main stages where most of the, the acts will perform. Then there's going to be little neighborhoods with, with a smaller stage where some of the other acts will perform, some, some speakers, some comedians, uh, some emerging talent. Uh, there'll be another little neighborhood, or not so little, called Goodstock, which is where a lot of the NGO partners will be and okay. with, with activations on site, um, which will kind of demonstrate what their, their causes are about in a real way and, and also show people how they can get involved and, and make a difference in those areas, like, like global warming and like uh, the Me Too movement and the, the, the kids from Park, Parkland and, and uh, uh, the March for Our Lives will be, will be there as well. And, and, and hit count, you know, for, to, to make sure we get out the boat. And, and just, just a number of NGO partners that will address really the social issues that are so critical today. What do you hope to accomplish with Woodstock 50? Because it's got to be more than just a festival, right? Because there's so many festivals yeah. already in yeah. the United States and in the world. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hoping, first of all, to have an amazing, fun weekend for everybody who's there and actually who everybody, whoever you know, watches it on live stream. Uh, but it's also about engaging people in, in these social issues and getting them motivated to become involved. And that's really the legacy that we're looking for, is to, to generate that kind of energy for people to really sort of get involved, make their voices heard, make their votes heard, uh, take responsibility, really, for, for what's going on around their lives. And how did you go about putting together the lineup for Woodstock 50? Um, the lineup was put together in a way that, that we felt would be kind of universal. You know, all kinds of music, um, artists from the past, Contemporary artists who are, you know, the most most talented and and, and amazing acts of today. Um, people who are committed, artists who are committed to social social justice and social change. Um, so it was really just just trying to, to put together a lineup that that reflected what the Woodstock ethos is about. Were there any must-haves for you that had to be on the lineup? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the must-haves were, were really, you know, some of the, the legacy acts like Dead and & Company and Santana and John Fogarty and, and Canned Heat and, and uh, John Sebastian and Country Joe just to, to, to pay tribute to the, you know, the, the, the uh, original lineup of the 60s and, and, and 1969 and, and for, for really their the fact that they've stayed involved in those social issues all their careers. You were talking about your family on stage. What did they contribute to Woodstock 50? Any of the, the younger acts? Yes, my kids have contributed heavily to some of the younger acts. And they would be? Um, you know, I'd have to go through the list with you. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's in the car and there it's on the radio and it's, and it's you know, you got to listen to this, you got to listen to this, you got to listen to this, you got to listen to this. <laughs> and, you know, I trust their instincts. How did you get Robert Plant to be part of Woodstock 50? Was that an easy call to make? It was, actually, yes, <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, everybody was saying you're going to do a Led Zeppelin reunion, and it's just not in the cards. But, but Robert's been touring, and he's an amazing artist, and certainly a legacy artist, and, and uh, he was delighted. And I want to know about Pussy Riot. 
How did you get Pussy Riot to be part of Woodstock 50? You know, it's kind of a natural thing for them. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're very engaged in social change and, 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 and the issues that they support. And, and uh, you know, there's kind of a natural synergy with Woodstock. Is this competitive at all for you? Because you started Woodstock back in 1969. Now it seems like in the summer there's a festival every single weekend. So it's part of you like, yeah, I think I'm going to have the best festival of the summer. I started this. <laughs> I mean, part of it maybe is, is about that, but uh, really we were just looking to put together the best uh, lineup we could, the best, you know, the, the, the greatest music, you know, of the day and, and, and the greatest music of our legacy acts. Um, it wasn't really about competition. And uh, final question, will you go skinny dipping at Woodstock 50? Not this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Pleasure.